Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome to Are You Having a Draft? Game Week 3. Don't be confused. Uh, This is probably coming to you as Game Week 2 is happening, but we play by our own rules and make it up as we go along. This is Bradley James. And you are joined by myself, Marcus Ellard. Hello. (laughs) Together we are. Are You Having a Draft? Wow, that was a good riff, We'll get there. We will get there. Uh, Today's episode, we have brought in two... Very special guest. So excited. Uh, Peter, I would bloody love it if I beat Bradley Keegan Everell. (laughs) And uh, a man who has started not only the season off with a bang, but his draft career off ferociously well, Nicholas Morgan. Shall we get on with it, Marcus? Let's get cracking. Here we are, and we're in. We are joined by Pete Everall. Say hello, Pete. Hi. Evening. And uh, can I just also point out that I was early today for this recording? Oh, he's got such a... So just take that massive chip off your shoulder, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just to point out, he was early because he left work early. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the voice of our current leader, Nick Morgan. Hello, Nick. Oi, oi. This is the first section of our first sort of game week... Proper, mm. as it as it were, um, and this is going to be what a game week it was, Marcus. I, I, I don't. I know next you're sitting next to me, but I'm not sure you're going to be invited back next year, mate. I'm going to tell you a little statistic, Marcus. <laughs> Go on. We have had in our previous six seasons twelve one hundred plus point game weeks. In his first ever <laughs> game week in the draft. Nicholas Morgan scored 102. That's mental. Uh, Nicholas, are we being sharked by you right now? Have you, are you a secret <laughs> draft expert and you've been keeping that quiet and then you've shown up and you're going to rinse us all? Are you going to get 100 points every week? That'll be <laughs> 3,800 points, <laughs> uh, which will be definitely a wreck. It's a good question, Bradley. Um, I've actually been sharked before. I remember it very well. It's in the Brownwood pub. 
um, <laughs> in North London. <laughs> and uh, I was 16 years old, maybe 17, playing pool. And uh, this 12, 13-year-old girl came up, put a pound on the table, thought, okay, we're, we're, we'll walk it away. And she absolutely rinsed us. So, and now she's your wife. <laughs> hey Helen, Hi, how Helen, you doing? How you doing? <laughs> no, no, I, I, I'm not sharking anyone. I, you know, I've, I follow football, I enjoy football, but I think there is a real slice of luck this week. Every player in defence I had had a clean sheet. I had Sterling as captain. That was incredible. Even Pookie scored. I know Dutz I... is really against Pookie. But he is going to bang in 15 this season. I'm livid about Pookie, playing mind games with Pookie. By the way, on. Um, I'm livid about that because I wrote him that I've been. I was watching sort of. I was watching Championship football last season. Yeah. And by the time, how many games of Championship football did you actually watch? I towards it. I watched probably the last third of the season. So it, like a lot of the stuff that was on TV, a sensible portion to watch. Actually. Especially like when it was looking like the teams that were going. Up. I've even in my research, I've even got like West Brom and Leeds players written down that should they come up right. I was looking at them wow, Pookie okay. was on the list but I brought him in way too late and he only went for three points, <laughs> that, three shows, points. that shows how, how few points I had and also to Captain Sterling on what is probably one of the best opening weekends yeah. in football we've ever had we've had our draft night the draft itself involved a lot of mind games being played one of which was by Neil Dutton who wasn't best pleased when he didn't come away with Pookie he had a few other things going on that night as well that's probably distracted him. But he's been on your case, Nick, has he, for uh, since since you drafted him? Yeah, he, he won't stop. He's, um, you know, he's, he's been messaging amongst amongst us in the group, but he's also personally been in touch. He's even had the liberty of calling me on my landline phone. Um, he just needs to give up. Okay, I've got, I've got him. Who has a landline phone? Well, that's how you get the internet. No, it's not. Sorry, I just check if I jumped into a time machine and went back to 1997. You need a landline um, phone for the internet. I've not got one. I've not got one. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting ripped off. <laughs> I do have a landline. Um, I think it's down to the fact I've got a burglar alarm. But anyway, huh? um, yeah, so, yeah, he's been on my case. But you know what? I got him. I'm going for three points. Are you just using this as an opportunity to show off your own home security so that people don't go around and burglar the house? Yeah, I, I hope so. I hope so. I'm in a little bit of an iffy area, so you have to <laughs> have to make sure you're in in, in good hands right. and, and so forth. But yeah, I'm happy with Pookie. Um, I'm happy with my team overall. Um, it, I probably didn't go to strategy, admittedly enough. Um, well, on the draft itself. On the draft itself, I, I definitely wasn't in for a big player. I think I got caught up in the moment. Um, we had a little bit of a to-do with Sterling. It was you and me, yeah. It was. Uh, we went toe-to-toe. Um, and I was happy to get the, get him for 59 points. But that completely rinsed me and I didn't have much for, much to play with. It's but, a box uh, clever after that. Right, yeah. with, with, Ster- with the Sterling, so you went toe-to-toe with Nick for Sterling mm. on the thing. Was that sophisticated drafting by you or did you actually want it? Sterling went on the board and I found myself, as we say, going toe-to-toe with Nick. Everyone else seemed to have jumped out what I considered far too early at the cost that Sterling was going for. And so there was a bit of back and forth with him going up through the 50s where I was just hanging in there, mm. hoping that the, the cost would get driven up. And then it got to that limit where I thought to myself, if he, if he drops out now, I've busted my game plan. Did you say, did you say, did you say busted my cane plan? Or game plan. <laughs> I mean, I'm now going to hold on to game plan. Um, well, you'd already blown a bit of your load on Delph. 
<laughs> yeah, all, all four points that went on my secret weapon for the season. When we get down, when we got down to the sort of fifty-nine point mark, which mm. you got Sterling for in the end, mm. I felt here was my reasoning: is I felt that you would not be a rival come the end of the season. Mm. So you having Sterling, yep. I was okay with that. Fair Had assumption. it been a mantle or a Dutton, oh, I would have okay, maybe okay. pushed it further up. Yeah, because. I felt that a player in their hands of Sterling's quality would be dangerous. Man As it managed, turns out, <laughs> yeah, game week one, you went and scored 102 points. So I was wrong to Amen. underestimate you. Presumably that, well, hopefully that won't come and bite us all in the arse at the end of the season. We'll see. Well, my missus said to me, don't come home unless you've got Sterling. Um, <laughs> when did you stay on Sunday night? <laughs> and so... So I didn't come back with Sterling. So you've been doctoring the photos of the team well, lists and who's had Sterling written on it. All week I've been getting in the net because I didn't get Sterling under instructions and the guy who has got Sterling is now top of the league. So. It's interesting how much the wags come into play. <laughs> <The wags. laughs> come into play. Too much of it, me. But even on the WhatsApp group this week as well, we've been most a lot of people have been mentioning it or posting like I want to propose that when we do draft day, there's a wag day as well. Fantasy football wags. Well, no, just get the girls together and sort of organise an event for them to say thank you for... Uh, putting up with us putting for, up with us for yeah. 42 weeks. Yeah. Lovely. That's a good idea. This leads us on to the not-so-fortunate in the week. A lot of chat came out of one man. A lot of chat will always come out of one man in particular. Uh, 26 points in the lowest game week score has not stopped that chat. But you can tell there's a bead of sweat running down the forehead of the cerebral assassin. Yare Yegbefume. He is still chatting like he's going to win the league. If you love a gif, the best gif I've seen in a long time was produced by Matthew Melalu and uh, is currently sitting in the uh, Insta story section somewhere of having at having a draft. Twitter and Instagram at having a draft. It will be on the, by the time this goes out, it will, def, it will still be on Twitter. Right? In fact, thank you, Matthew Melalu, for the various oh. uh, work you've done in the, the graphics and the artwork and everything. Done a splendid job. Do we have a um, telephone number that we can dial in as well? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you've got teletext, we might got allow that. <laughs> no one else. But that was Game Week 1's Winners and Losers. So, ladies and gentlemen, we want to introduce you to a segment. We'll bring it up as applicable, but we call this the Curse of Wolf. (laughs) (laughs) So, for those of you who have fantasy football teams, you'll have been watching the first game of the season, Liverpool versus Norwich, and 30 minutes in, your goalkeeper, Alisson, kicks the ball nonchalantly to his teammate and down he goes as though a sniper has uh, been sat on the roof and has taken him out. I'd be interested to know. I reckon you could, there's a percentage thing on the Premier League app where you can see the percentage of people yeah. that have picked Alisson. I would I would bet that it's, it's probably around about 50%. It wasn't a sniper. It was the curse of Wolf. <laughs> that's staying <laughs> so Jonathan Wolf, 
Um, we discussed this before. Loves an injured player. Loves to moan about having an injured player just as much. I would say that he's someone who doesn't take into account players. Uh, what, how would you describe it, Pete? Players sort of like fallibility. Injury record. Injury record. That's a simpler way of putting it. Yeah. And so because of that, he seems to draft what he thinks are deals because he gets them cheaper. He likes to be quite frugal. And he finds himself with a team of... Hospital victims. A <laughs> <laughs> team of Darren Andersons. He finds himself with a team of sick notes. But if we take it back to the night of the draft, he didn't make a pick for a long while, did he? Yeah, there was too many, like players with good injury records coming up and he didn't want anything to do with them. <laughs> um, interestingly, I've just checked on the draft. It's almost, even though he's injured now, mm-hmm. yeah. there's almost, he's almost got 20% of people have picked him. Which considering there's 21st team goalkeepers is pretty high. Yeah. I would say it must have been higher before he got injured as well. That's what I'm thinking. He's obviously been, yeah, he's been subbed out. So Wolf uh, has struck and Alisson is out for what looks like a few weeks. Marcus has pounced actually and brought in Adrian. Johnny Wolf was not pleased. He wasn't happy. The thing is, as well, too, too slow. I've got no sympathy for him. Weird, because I because my get my transfer window, my window transfer was after Johnny Wolf, so mm. I didn't even it didn't even come into uh, my thoughts because I thought oh he's probably going to that's just a logical move. He'll yeah. get rid of one of his goalkeepers, probably get rid of his reserve goalie, bring in um, Adrian, and then to swap them as and when. I'll also point out you weren't the only drafter interested in him. I'm there was somebody who was bouncing around as commissioner. I shall not uh, yeah. divulge that. And then as soon as you chose Adrian, I think it was Meds went, ah, oh, I wanted to pick him. Yeah. And, you know, Wolf, I think, expected no one to be aware that Liverpool, their goalkeeper, something was available for for. But what I do on, pick up. what I do on these Liverpool the best defense in the league. I'll yeah, point out. looking at the rest of Wolves' team, do we think that the curse will strike again? Well, there's a few players in there who've been injured in the past. Well, let's hope his first pick, Pepe, the new signing for Arsenal, um, won't be cursed. So the only be- curse here be given is goals. <laughs> 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 That's all I'm hoping for. <laughs> Why are you hoping for that? Well, oh, because he's an Arsenal he's a player. Oh yeah, but not doesn't your allegiances need to go out the window? In the yeah, but I feel confident enough that Wolves team shit anyway. So <laughs> one player is not going to carry him on. Mm-hmm. There was a bit of a moment that I recall where perhaps the atmosphere got a little bit frosty, and I can't recall who it was. It might have been Melalu, could have been me. Who, probably was me. No, but who picked a player? Yeah, who was clearly injured. And oh, someone called it. Okay, so <laughs> as drafters, it's down to you to do your research and not rely on anybody else on draft night. And Matthew Melalu perhaps is lacking in that area. His research uh, is not the greatest. So on draft night, as he steps up and tries to sign Kieran Trippier, he wasn't aware at the time that Trippier was uh, donning the red and white of Atletico mm. Madrid, having signed for them three or four weeks ago. Mm. Great move for him. Great I move for great Kieran Trippier. Very good. Not so great for Melalu when he tries to draft him. I uh, don't know how many draft points he'll, he'll get. And unfortunately, Brummett ruined what would have been a gold moment uh, by informing Melalu that Trippi was no longer in the league. Mm. I feel like it was a bit of a thing, though. That, was, that goes back to me when Pete said earlier about me being crossed. There was a lot of that kind of... Either, it was like kind of sharing knowledge, but actually was giving away 
Well, I would say a lot of that, I know you're frustrated with a lot, I would say a lot of that was tactical in terms of trying to like drive up the price for players or drive people away from players he wanted. Yeah. The frustrating thing with Trippier is that Melalu would have had another Aaron Ramsey, Leighton Baines on his hands. Uh, it would have been, I think people would have loved him even more for it. The also, fact that he, mm, there you know, I say it, great podcast material. Great podcast material. Sorry, listeners, you've been wrong. But like, it's like when I, was it I drafted in Petr Cech? Petr Cech, which wasn't quite as bad because I just number one Sky hadn't been Sport. selected. Yeah, I just do not quite watch Sky Sports News that week. Yeah, but everyone was aware that Thibaut Courtois had been on loan for a couple of seasons, was back and they... Yeah. Clearly had plans to play him. Nobody told me, did they? No one told you. Well, Sky Sports would have told you if you had turned yeah. it on. The newspaper well, would have told you. Didn't have it at that time. The it? internet. Did you have access to that at the time? Well, or? I was living at Nick's house at the time. <laughs> <laughs> no one was ringing up the landline and saying, well, like, by the way, Petr Cech's not going to be playing this season. Hello, this is the Morgan household. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was The Curse of Wolf. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> And we're back in with the next section. Welcome back from probably just a musical interlude, to be fair. Um, I'm <laughs> always the happy hypocrite. Courtesy of CJ Pandit. Oh! <laughs> and Johnny Wolf, apparently. Wrong bit. Uh, um, CJ Pandit. What's he on? Instagram? He's on Instagram, at CJ Pandit, yeah. He's on that, and he's on Twitter as well, same thing. And also, Kate Bellamy, at Kate dot made dot this Instagram artwork she helps us out with Will Coburn photography Matt <laughs> your mate Matt <laughs> wcobernphotography.com thank mm. you to those guys a lot of the visual stuff you can see on our Instagram and our Twitter at having a draft oh and Nick wants to remind everybody to subscribe press the button subscribe so you get this podcast delivered direct to your phone laptop landline whenever you want it <laughs> have you done this before mate i feel like Isn't you're in another draft league somewhere you've like won that one you've been kicked <laughs> out for being too good you did a podcast with that draft league because your drafting and your podcasting is better than expected so um, too good that's my practice one and this is the real deal i saved the best for you guys oh, oh cheers, thanks mate. nick cheers. i want to just listen to or just see nick sat at home on a tuesday evening listening to his podcast on his landline <laughs> <laughs> but pete you've come up with a bit of a system of how you figured out what your predictions were going to be do you want to talk us through that mate yeah um basically it's a statistical model which predicts Every Premier League player's expected end-of-season draft points. Mm. So I've taken that, um, and then I've built everyone's squad total score. So for every player in someone's squad, what I've done is I've selected their 11 highest scorers in their squad. Okay. And called that their team for the year. Right. For their highest scorer, I've put that as the designated captain. Yeah. Uh, I've totaled that all, all that up, so I've not taken into consideration subs and the use of your bench. Yeah. Um, have you worked out? Forgive me. How have you worked out what each player is going to get? This is what I was just thinking. I was just thinking exactly yeah. the same thing. Every, is this based on your uh, prediction of what they a player will get? So, like, you'll be like, "Oh, I think Sergio Aguero will get two hundred points." Or yeah, okay. that's correct. Yeah. So I predict every single player, and then I've 
basically tallied that up for everyone's individual squad, selecting their well, a lot of work top highest this, 11 that's, scorers. Yeah, it's a lot of work, mate. That's yeah. more work than I, I assumed you put into anything in your yeah, entire life. It's, okay. it's certainly more work than I put into actual work last week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully my boss isn't listening. <laughs> well, he's sat across from us now, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> for the record, Nick's not my boss. <laughs> I've got a prediction. I predicted everyone's a league position, based on this model, everyone's league position at the end of the season. Yeah. What I will caveat, though, as you rightly pointed out, uh, and, and why, where Yari might get out of jail, is I haven't incorporated people's trades during the season. And the transfers and, and the all transfers, that. And, yeah. I feel like yeah. people will be quite savvy to trades this year. I don't think there'll be a lot of trading going on. Possibly not, no. So that system has led to you seeing Yare as finishing... In the bottom three, you think he's going to finish twelfth? Yeah, he's going to finish second from bottom. Wow! Yeah. Are we gonna Are we gonna hear the whole table? I think Pete's is probably the most interesting. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. In terms of his predictions, because it's a little bit out there. So, Pete, far away. You top of the pops music. Well, this, Maybe is, go, this is going to be really interesting. Do you want me to go top to bottom or no, bottom, bottom to top? Bottom, bottom to top. To top. Yeah. Yeah. Build it up. Okay. <laughs> because I promise you, you'll get to like the the remaining two or three, and you'll be like, "Who's left? Who, 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 <laughs> yeah. Who say? And then when he gets there. Do you know this? I do know this. Yeah. I don't at all. Uh, me neither. Yes. Fire away, Pete. It's very fresh. So, um... Fresh content, mate. <laughs> oh, God. The, the viewers can't um, they can't see, but I've got a massive Cheshire grin on announcing who I think will, will finish bottom. Um, it's not as satisfying as announcing Yare, but it's still satisfying because uh, of the reaction I'm going to see. But, um... My model predicts Marcus is going to finish bottom. Oh, how? <laughs> That's your model is flawed <laughs> massively. That's mental. Yeah, I don't believe. How can I have Aguero in my team and finish bottom of the league? Because, and this is what I picked up and observed on um, draft night, which is like really interesting. Because if I was to call out 
who I thought the most stressed person on draft night was. Yeah. It would be your good oh, self. Yeah, I was well stressed. For a lot, for a lot of reasons, I, so, I, I almost think we uh, it would be really good to have heart rate monitors. You didn't get a cerebral assassin, did you? No, not at all. Not even by not not that at all. I feel like there was a lot of things that were happening around the table that were. It was really stre- It was really stressful it was because people were just like sh- like shout like basically people. It, I felt like people were helping each other. Pete around. sounded like he wanted to punch anybody who was prepared to put a bid on on a player who was trying to drive. Yeah. But it was that, it was also like going, so I would say, and I'm not, I would say a player's name. And then the order that we sat around, so I like, it was me. And then, for example, I was like sat next to Johnny and then it was Nick. And then, so it'd go round and Yare, who was like right at the very, very end of that circle. So he mm-hmm. was like to my right as opposed to to my left, we're going left to right. Yeah. I'd say, um, I'd say a name. So I'd be like, oh, just for example, because we mentioned him earlier, Pookie. Yeah. And I'd go pookie for one point. And then Yara goes, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get in on that action. I'm going to get in on that action. <laughs> so then everyone knows around the table that Yare is going to bid for him. So everyone can essentially, they could have pushed up and pushed up and pushed up. Yeah. I didn't have many points left. And I just think there are better ways of drafting than that. And also the spreadsheet, the spreadsheet thing, putting everyone else, these teams into a spreadsheet. So you know how I was livid with that. <laughs> I was really angry. It was a bit tough for us non-spreadsheet. And it was going like, and then people. and then what happened is like, then it and it drew to a halt because someone was like, "Oh no, you've not got enough points for that." It's like that ain't your job. Your job, <laughs> your job is to add up your own points, work out your own team, and if someone else fucks up their own team, that's their problem. Don't shout in, "You've not got enough points to bid for that player." That's not their problem. I feel like it's another Kevin Keegan moment. <laughs> I was <gonna> say. <laughs> Pete's rubbed off on you, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honestly, yeah. I was, Once Pete I was, got it out in the interview, he was fine on draft day. He managed to relieve the stress yeah, yeah, in front yeah, of yeah. Zach. It was just yeah. Zach and Pete in a room with Pete <laughs> screaming at <laughs> If anyone... Yeah, Marcus is currently rubbing his brow in an exasperated uh, manner. Um, do you want me to give you a bit of justification as to why your team... Go and on, why man. are my models Mark, right in I'm, your team? I think it's it? needed. I'm fucking um, angry anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you... And you could see this unfolding on draft night, basically, mate. Because you went early doors with some good big signings. Yeah. So, Aguero, great signing. Thanks, mate. Robertson, great signing. Great signing. Foster's... Bonus a, point king. Yeah, Foster's a decent signing as keeper, right? Um... But you'd spent all your, most of your money at this point, and, mm. and this is where you started to get really anxious because you realised you'd not got much money left for the remaining 30 yeah. players. Have you play. missed out Grealish on purpose there? Yeah. You think he's yeah. overspent? So basically, your, your predicted points after them three players, mate, fall off a cliff. Yeah. Grealish, I but think... Bear is, in is, mind, is, you is, have predicted the point. You've not put this into some sort of... This is you... Yeah. Predict- so I'm going to predict that Pete might be top of the league <laughs> when we get to the end of his All right, Well, let's move it on from Marcus yeah, yeah, and yeah. let's uh, go. We know Yari's going to be 12th. Who have you got in 11th, the final catering zone position, Pete? Um, it is um, Phil's caretaker manager, Dan. So Phil, basically. <laughs> yeah. You don't. So you feel like the team that Dan drafted for Phil is going to struggle a bit. You don't think Phil can maybe do something to... Well, caveat is, is, is what they do. And I say the same with Marcus, because he can he can certainly change his team a lot to improve his chances. Mm. Um, there's definitely seven play, or eight players he could take out of his team. 
and hopefully improve it. Okay, so um, that completes the catering zone. You've got yeah. Marcus, Yare, and Phil. Then I'll start planning the menu. Then go. <laughs> 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 right, head up the list. Who have we got? Um, in 10th place, we've got Malaloo. Mm-hmm. I love it. In 9th place, we've got Brummett. Well, Melaloo, I think, will be happy with that. Brummett, maybe not so much. Yeah. Although, Brummett, given his team, might be happy with that. To be oh, fair. yeah. Br- Brummett, Brummett missed last season, and I feel like he's drafted last season's team, i.e. a team that would have been good last season. Yeah. This season, I'm not sure, so sure it's good. So Also, when you said that the most you were looking around the room and the most stressed out person was Marcus, before you said Marcus's name, Brummett came into my head because... He was he got stressed with everything, and then when he signed a player, he kind of went into like this <laughs> faux sort of cel- like celebration that was his anger at having just drafted a bad player for too many points, <laughs> yeah. whilst trying to cover yeah. it up with happiness. <laughs> and this like the stress just built through the course of the night. Then when he got to the end, and he had no money, and he was trying to pick up players. Like there was one point he said. I'll just have uh, Gabriel Jesus for two. Yeah, I'll just write that down. And everyone's like, well, you haven't driven the bid yet, mate. <laughs> and he was just trying to like, he was trying to sneak players. He was yeah. trying to like whisper players at third striker for two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. everyone happy with that? He'd be like, yeah, he'd be like, I'll take a Christian Eriksen for one. No one, okay. <laughs> yeah. And he yeah. just had, he was trying all these tactics to try and word play players into his team sneak them past everybody. Yeah. And everyone just came in. I, d- I did it for a laugh at one point. Uh, he put Tarkovsky up and I Tarkovsky was on my list I thought yeah okay good but, opening weekend as well good opening weekend but mm-hmm. there are other players I could have gone for but for sheer entertainment value I decided I was going to nick him off him <laughs> to keep this <laughs> this vein going oh, where that, he kept losing out on players he was rattled he yeah, and he kept his phrase of the night was "stop stealing my effing defenders." <laughs> like he, he, people did keep getting his defenders. Yeah, he did have a bit of a victim mentality. I got to admit, <laughs> uh, but I, I, I still um, my one of my favourite moments of the evening was actually his celebration to getting Glenn Murray his first player. <laughs> yeah. It was absolutely award winning. How, how much how, did he get Glenn Murray for? Uh, eight, eight points. Would you first. say that was good value for Glenn Murray? Well, to be fair, I think my first, my first player was uh, Seamus Coleman at nine, but I do have my reason behind that. Uh, Glenn Murray, I, I think maximum two points. I don't think Seamus Coleman for nine is a bad deal. Yeah. I would also say with Glenn Murray, Brighton have about four strikers now. They and do. They play well, one, maybe a push well, two. Well, I think um, in the words of Andy O'Neill, you, you've... Signed, spent eight points on uh, Brighton's first choice sub uh, striker. Right. There you go. That was the start of his celebrating. He celebrated mm. very hard, a bit too hard. Yeah. Um, as though his game plan was coming to fruition. I wish he was a bit further away from the board so he could just celebrate a little bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> he was right next to the board. He, he jumped the up and then he realised he didn't have much that far to go. Yeah. Just to write it down. I would say any of you drafters out there having your own draft, if you get Glenn Murray for eight points, <laughs> that's not going to come across like your plan is coming to fruition. <laughs> mm. So so, bro- so, I, so I think just finally on the issues on Brummett's team, yeah, he's got four key players that we don't know what where their heads are this season. Like Ericsson, is he going to even actually stay or is he going to go abroad? Yeah. Glenn Murray, who was good, yes, last season, the season before, but he's... One's foot in the retirement home. Uh, <laughs> David Lewis, who uh, was good at Chelsea, but is now at Arsenal, and that's a graveyard for defenders. 
And then Mesut Ozil, who, um, again, was good once. I did not want Mesut in my team. Well, he's, I don't uh, want that attitude anywhere near the mm. Liberators. I don't want him affecting Fabian Delph. There's only so much Fabian <laughs> Delph can do to lift that dressing room. True. If Mesut Ozil's in there looking miserable, even Fabian Delph can't, can't lift him. No. Okay. Who's next, Pete? Everyone's lovable rogue, Jonathan Wolfe. Uh, yeah. In eighth place. In eighth, yeah. And then we've got the former, the current champion, soon to be former champion, Neil Dutton in seventh. Well, mm. direct mid table. Yeah. Not a huge haul from Grace, but not the follow up season he'd want. Yeah. In sixth place, um, but I, this is definitely not where I think he'll finish, is uh, Bradley. I'll point out for you, Pete, you were not the only person who thought I was going to finish in sixth. There were seven drafters who predicted wow. me finishing. In sixth position, and everybody else had me either in fifth or seventh or around that mark. Yeah. So I think the what I will say is though this is what you've done on draft night, and we all know you're the best in season uh, drafter in terms of chopping and changing your team. So I expect you to finish higher than my model predicts. Fifth place, Pete. Who've you got? Andy O'Neill. Andy O'Neill. I'm going to tell you something interesting about. Andy, is that seven of our drafters, that's the most, by quite some way, think that Andy is going to win the draft. He was quite popular in the interviews as well, wasn't he? He was, he was. There's a lot, there's a big wave of enthusiasm and uh, confidence behind Andy's draft chances this season. Also, can we just, something that we didn't mention when we referred to his interviews was when, when Zach asked him, how confident are you? Andy just went, very, I'm very confident this yeah. season. Yeah, he did. He was so, only him and Pete tended to sort of work. I, and I've got a lot of admiration for that because the reverse of that is Daniel Mantle. <laughs> and I've got <laughs> which okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Which Andy mentioned that he liked. He was like, in fact, we've got a bone to pick with Andy. Yeah, Andy said, you know, and he's quite humble, and he's not like a lot of the other drafters who have got big egos and this, that, and that. <laughs> he really went in on everyone else apart from Mantle. Here's what I'll say about Daniel Mantle. He's the one at the front door smiling at you while the thief is coming in through the back <laughs> and your telly. So, Pete, fourth position... is Daniel Mantle. <laughs> oh, lovely segue. <laughs> yeah, okay, we don't need to talk about him. <laughs> um, we, we should change his team name though what two? something involving a fence sitting on the fence, <laughs> on the fence. Yeah. okay so the top three surprisingly enough Pete we've, not heard, we've not heard where your team is <laughs> yeah. Yeah. surprisingly yeah. predicting good things for himself <laughs> who'd have thought so we're into the top three so in third place yeah is my good self okay you had yourself yeah. in the top three but not winning it no and this is my model, it's not me. This it's is yeah, oh, okay, all right. right. So let's detach yourselves from Wait what my Wait a opinion. minute. I've just looked at the t- I've just looked at the two people who are remaining. Yeah. Well so... let's let's talk about me. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Pete, so how have you predicted yourself? So compared? I think I'm gonna make a, a prediction here. Um I think um unfortunately I'm a victim of consistency in the fact that I will have very few worldy players that get stellar points like yeah. Um, uh, a Salah or a Sterling but I will have a very consistent squad almost I'll have the most consistent team this season so I think the difference between my top performing player and my lowest performing player will be the smallest out of any of the drafters you might actually be struggling to sort of reach a 100 point game week but at the same time very 
there won't be many times when you'll have the lowest game week. Yeah. You played it. Played it safe. Safe. Potentially too safe. Maybe too but safe. Last season, I was very uh, risky. Um, and so perhaps maybe next season I'll meet somewhere in the middle. My prediction was that you'd come third as well. Yeah, I think Trent will get an absolute hatful this season. Nick, however, thinks you're going to win it. Oh, interesting. Uh, do you want to know why? Yeah, go for He's it. He's joined by Johnny Wolf. We can't ask Johnny, but we can by ask By the way, him. you look very surprised by that statement. Um, the first nice thing you've said all week. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> just make sure you do the photocopying tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but so my, my theory with you, Pete, is um, you played the, the draft how I wanted to play it on the night. And that was to wait and uh, mop up towards the end. Mm. So if you look at Pete's team, he's um, he spent not much on some good quality players. He's only got one player that he picked up for one point, and that was a reserve goalkeeper to his first yeah. team goalkeeper, yeah. who no one was going to challenge for. And I found myself towards the end of the draft having to go into a bidding war with Pete, and he would always win because I had Sterling for 59. I didn't have much to play with. So mm. um, that was my theory. I felt that he had a very well-balanced team um, and I think I think he may bring it home. I'll tell you a signing of yours I like, just to segue, is just a tangent. Yep. Is Gilfie Sigurdsson for 17. So I was in the bidding war with Pete yeah. on this and he bottled it. I, just, I, had, I had two more points left. I couldn't go in for that because I uh, was short on auction points by that point. But Gilfie Sigurdsson for 17, I would say is probably the signing of the draft off the top of my head, if only... Because if you were to factor in VAR's effect on the season, Gilfie Sigurdsson's going to be taking quite yeah. a few penalties. Yeah, He already got 180 points last season. I think he's going to have a big year. Let's hope so. I, I'd, I'd agree. Sigurdsson is the, 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 the one player that could come back to haunt me this season in terms of the differential between me perhaps winning it. But that lends itself to who you think is going to finish runner-up. So after a stellar week... And if he does this, you'll probably be the first um, first season drafter to finish so high. But in second place, I'm going to go with Nick. I think he's got a bit of a scary team. So I think um, Sterling will be the highest points scorer this season. And no doubt Nick will have him as captain. Then you look at Sigurdsson, Bowley, very underestimated player who rack up points. Um, Puki, who could... Do could do quite a bit of damage. McGinn is the signing I like for one. Mm. McGinn looks like he could also do some damage. And then a player that I was very interested with but got burnt last season, so shied away from him. But Martial as well. Four points, I think. For four points. I is... went for three and I didn't. I ran out of points at that point. I wanted Martial. Martial is so. There's um, not only do I think he's got the highest point scorer who he'll, ha- he'll have as captain. But he's got strength throughout, unlike Marcus, he's got strength throughout the rest of his team. <laughs> I'm going to point out, Pete, there was... <laughs> Unnecessary. <laughs> I'm going to point out, Pete, that there has actually been a rookie or debut season champion of the draft before. Who's that? Was that you? So, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> I made up this game, right? Surprisingly, I won. All I'm saying is that in my debut season, I won the league. So... Star above the badge, eh, Marcus? Uh, Bradley star above the badge. <laughs> Got one um, today. Now, I have, if I've worked this out right, which I think I have, 
I'm very excited about who's top of the league. Who do you think it is, mate? I think it's our resident Welshman men. Yeah! <laughs> this is I amazing. I could not believe it when this came back. I had to send a text back straight away saying, meds, question mark, question mark, question mark, and then a few more question marks, because I didn't think uh, that could be right. I thought it must have been misprint, but apparently not, Pete. No, no, it's, uh, it's I mean, I was, I'm going to check my model again, but it's... Uh, <laughs> It's. I would say though, there's an element of risk to meds. I think there's a. a, a you know, rely- meds isn't spelled A N D Y, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> there's a reliance on Yotta having a really good season again. Okay, I'm going to throw something into the mix in a minute. But go on. Which is is dangerous. Manny, he's obviously got, and I, I do feel there's a risk about Manny getting burnout this season because um, I don't think he's had a holiday for like six years. But if you look at it, he's got Yotta, Mane, Laporte, who Laporte could, perhaps, apart from Trent Alexander-Arnold and maybe Robertson, Laporte could be the highest point-scoring defender on the game. Then you've got Fabianski. You've got then fairly consistent, like, tail end of his team and and the bit of an unknown with Joel Linton and Townsend. So I have put Meds um, top based on it. But I think he's probably got quite a few risks to some of the players and there's some assumptions to some of those players' points. Okay, I'm going to throw this in there. So there are two players in his team who I think he has chosen off last season's scores. However, both those players were midfielders last year and they've been registered as forwards this year. That is uh, Diogo, Jota and Delefeo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I feel that... That could, uh, I, I feel like he won't get the same return that he thinks he's going to get from them. Mm, and yeah. I don't know if that's factored into your point scoring as well. Have you also factored in that it's a Rugby World Cup coming up and he's a big rugby fan? He'll let his in-game week play slip. Does your model count for that, Pete? <laughs> no, it doesn't. It'll, yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't account for the rugby cop. Okay. It's one of the variables that <laughs> good about performance. So yeah. uh, you might want to work on that. Yeah, cheers. A huge thank you, as always, to our producer Zach Brown. Cheers, Zach, mate. Thanks, pal. And also to our wonderful friends over at Acast. Thank you, Acast. That was game week three. Who knows what game week four is going to be about? We're making this up as we go along. Don't know if you can tell. But thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe right now. Do it. Just press the button. Um, Check us out on social media. Yeah. What's the handle? At having a draft. I like some of the stuff that's going up there, I've got to say. It's very active at the minute. I'm enjoying it. The social media team aren't out doing it. It's popping off. (laughs) Thank you for listening, guys. And until next time, draft safe.